Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today on this new car special. Some of you are going to cry. Some of you are going to weep. Some of you may need to be sitting down right now. Because I am going to be talking about the new Maserati Levante Hybrid. And it's the brand's first electrified SUV. If you're of the belief that there is no God, then this car... This car backs up your belief. Let's, uh, let's get into it. Maserati has revealed the new Levante Hybrid at the Shanghai Auto Show. Taking the next step in the brand's electrification strategy... You see, Maserati and electrification is the Antichrist. <laughs> Following the reveal of the Ghibli Hybrid last year, the new electrified variant of the Maserati Levante, which is also, which is also the first hybrid SUV with a Trident badge, is powered by a four-cylinder, two-liter engine fitted with a 48-volt belt-driven starter generator and paired to an eight-speed automatic transmission. The mild hybrid Levante produces 325 horsepower, or 330 PS, and 331 pound-feet, or 450 newton meters of torque, and is available only with all-wheel drive. Maserati also claims that the new Levante Hybrid is lighter than the six-cylinder petrol and diesel variant at 4,602 pounds or 2,090 kilograms, and comes with a better weight distribution since the battery is placed near is placed in the rear. Zero to 62 miles per hour or 100 uh, kilometers per hour comes in six seconds, not great but not terrible, while top speed is set at over 149 miles per hour, or 240 kilometers per hour. That's pretty good going. The Italian car maker also promises that the electrified Levante will still sound like a Maserati. No, it won't if it has a two-liter four-cylinder engine, but unless you're going to pipe in entirely fake exhaust notes, it won't. The new Maserati Levante hybrid features blue detailing on the exterior to identify, it, to identify the fact that it's a hybrid, or that it's a hybrid powertrain, including the side air ducts, the brake calipers, and the Trident badge on the C-pillar. The same blue shade can be found inside on the embroidered seams of the seats. The latest Maserati Connect infotainment system was revealed as part of, as part of the Levante's recent facelift, using a larger 10.1-inch touchscreen with higher-resolution display and a frameless design. The new system is based on the Android, Android Automotive Operating System and remains always connected, for better or worse. Owners can either use the Maserati Connect app or a virtual personal assistant, Amazon Alexa, or... Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant to stay in contact with the vehicle. In addition, the launch version of the new Maserati Levante Hybrid debuts a new metallic trico exterior color option called Zero Astro, which will be available through the brand's customization program, Maserati Fury. I can't say that. I have no idea how to say it. Okay, all the hard stats out of the way. What do I think of the looks? Well, it's a Maserati Levante, plain and simple. And honestly, I like the Maserati Levante. I like the way it looks. You, you know, when we all heard that Maserati was going to be making an SUV and then delayed it, and then when they were bringing it back and finally going to do it, I was worried like everyone else because I didn't know how Maserati's design language, how Maserati's typical design cues would fit an SUV. Honestly, I didn't think it would, but with the Levante being out for a few years, honestly, I still think it looks good. It's a little bit awkward at the C-pillar. I think it's a bit, I don't know, faux Porsche Cayenne maybe, but... But, on the whole, I do think the Levante still looks good, even, even to this day, despite the fact that it's a good few years old now. Although, having said that, it is probably in need of a facelift right about now. But yeah, 
So if you're worried it's gonna look not like a Levante or they're gonna over they're gonna overdo the hybrid the hybrid stuff, the hybrid motifs, they really haven't from what I can see. There's I think on the wheel here, there's a blue highlight. No, it's just the brake caliper. So the brake caliper is blue, blue highlight once again, the the triple air vents on the front fender that Maserati's had to have. Again, blue accent, which I like. There's a, on the Trident logo on the C pillar, as I said in the article, there's this little blue highlight in the middle of the, in the middle of the horizontal bar. So again, they haven't overdone it. They haven't overplayed the fact that this is a hybrid, that this is not a typical Maserati. It's actually arguably a bit understated. And you know what? I like that. I find that, I find that to be a nice change. The only thing actually I'm not liking is just the overall design on the, on the triple air vents. They've got this, you know, with the, with the old Maserati Quattroporte from the Top Gear era, they had, the highlight was all around the air vent, right? Well, this one, they've got these weird, on the new triple air vents, instead of it just being an outline around the air vent itself, instead of just being a trim, you know, the outer trim, they've added this, this, they've added this, for lack of a better way of putting it, metal insert there, and then colored that, and honestly, it just, I don't, I don't really like it. Well, okay, it kind of looks cool, but I wish, I wish it was smaller. It takes up too much of the air vent, it makes the air vents themselves too small, but yeah, you know, the Vanity is still a good-looking SUV, really is. Let's go to the interior, though, and see, see how things are there. Uh, it's more exterior shots. I need a good interior shot, because the ones I've seen so far do not show enough of the interior. Okay, we do not have a lot of good interior shots that is very disappointing we need we need more i'm not i'm not expected to look anything other to look like anything other than a levante interior it's just i was hoping we'd be able to see more of it to see if it's any good or see if it's still decent i guess the 10.1 inch touchscreen you know it looks well integrated and i'm happy about that it looks well integrated it looks like it's meant to be there because sometimes sometimes you get these last gen cars that have like 8.4 inch or smaller touchscreens and then they have a bigger touchscreen that obviously the interiors weren't designed for, and you could tell that they've had to contort the interior to fit the touchscreen. But with the Levante, that's not the case here. The air vents, maybe they're smaller than on normal touchscreen Levantes, but if they are, I certainly can't tell. They look like they're meant to be there. The touchscreen looks like it looks like it's meant to be there, and it looks like it fits, which is wonderful. Although, having said that, the rest of the interior does seem to be just a little bit boring to me. I mean, it's touchscreen. Redundant controls on the bottom for your HVAC functions, which is great. And then that's kind of it. And then you have a very Porsche-style stopwatch at the very top of the dash there. But again, though, the rest of it's kind of... It looks... The materials and the stitching look beautiful, but but the design itself leaves me wanting more. I have to be honest. Also, the stitching's blue. It's the same... It looks to be the same color of blue as all the other highlights. So, yeah, but again, the, the design itself... The design itself leaves me wanting more... I do not like Maserati's gear knob. It's this weird, like invert upside down L shape. What would it? What would it be? What's another car that has it? It's it's a very SUV style gear knob to boil it down, and it's to me it's just clunky. It's like why not just have a normal one or a rotary or just a normal? It's a very awkward shape. It, yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. But the lower console looks. Like it has a few, maybe a few too many buttons on it, but as long as you can easily read them, easily tell what they are, then it's fine. But yeah, so the interior materials look fine. The design is okay, if underwhelming. I like the stitching, and I like the exterior. So I would give this, I think I'd give this a 6.7, maybe a 7.0. I'd give it a 7.0. It still looks like a Maserati Levante, 
which is good because the Maserati Levante is a good looking SUV. It it's just a hybrid Levante. It doesn't do it doesn't it doesn't play it up too much. It doesn't try to act like, oh hey, I'm not like those other Levantes. I'm a hybrid. You know, the only way it does that is in the blue highlights, which a lot of hybridized cars or even electric cars have, but normal electric cars have those subtle silent cues, so you can tell the difference. It's subtle. So they've left the Levante largely alone, but added a few subtle subtle elements here and there so you can tell the difference. And that, to me, is a good thing. They haven't messed with the Levante too much, and I'm happy to see that. So, yeah, I think I'd give it a 7.0. It looks like a normal Levante, which is fantastic. It has a few blue highlights, which I like them. They're good. I just don't like the design on the, so on the triple air vents there. Eh. I do like the new color. The interior is good. Though slightly underwhelming. Yeah, 7.0. If you like the Levante, you won't be disappointed by the hybrid. It's pretty much what you'd want from a Levante, but with a hybrid powertrain. So, all's well that ends well. But anyway, let me know what you guys think of the Levante hybrid. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Are you happy? Are you sad that it's supposedly going to sound like a Maserati, even though we all know it won't? Let me know in the comments below. You have to get the app to do it, which is lame. Uh, or... When the podcast goes up on my site, when I make the post, you could comment there if you wanted to. That's also true. But in any case, I hope you all enjoyed. If you did, please make sure to like the podcast, share the like, share, and follow the podcast. If you watch on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications that way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't happen to want the Podbean Mill app, hey, not a problem. Don't sweat it. Boot up wherever you get your podcast. Tap in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. Before we end, I want to inform you all that you can now monetarily support this podcast and indeed the entirety of Cody's Car Conundrum with Kofi. Uh, well, it might be coffee, but it's spelled K-O-F-I and that's weird, so I say it Kofi. In any case, Kofi is an alternative to Patreon where, beautifully and as God intended, you, the supporters, don't have to pay a fee, like on Patreon, to support my work. So if you like what I do and want to see me cover slash talk about slash make a video regarding something specific or want me to branch out into other areas of car culture, then head on over to ko-fi.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum where you can make a minimum donation of $5 towards me and the brand. In return, you'll be helping me afford new equipment, afford upgrades to my existing tools, you'll receive polls asking what topic you want me to dive into next, You'll get to see voted and non-voted content before public release, various forms of recognition for your support, and the ability to vote on merch designs you'd like to see on the Teespring store. And now, it's time to close. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at CodyCar, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.